Welcome to the bonus podcast episode for Conversation Street 437. Do we have to introduce ourselves? I can't remember what we do. I've yeah. totally forgotten everything that I ever, ever know about. We have been doing like... these bonus standalone episodes for <laughs> quite some time now. And generally we do. Uh, I'm Gemma. There could be people, Michael, there could be people that are listening to this that are just rampant Daniel Osborne fans and nothing else and they don't know anything else to do with the podcast. But they we are care. people. We are married. I am Michael. Oh. She is Gemma. And we're going to be talking about Daniel Osborne this evening. <laughs> character profile. This character profile is going There's to be... There's a story here, everybody. One of the most involved and convoluted character profiles in the history of the show. Because I was given the task... Oh, here we go. No, he said, he said who gave it to me? Gemma gave herself the task. Of, of going... Of, of writing this. Because I thought to myself, well, he's not been in it for very long, has he? He's been in it since 2016... And that's only four years. And really, all what? It's just funny, it's like, all yeah, he's been quite a main character. All that's happened is he pushed Ken down the stairs and then he got married to a woman who died. That's not very much. I'll do that. <laughs> I can write that up. There's no problem at all. Well, I was, about, about an hour. I've just been snowed under with, with work and podcast stuff in, in recent weeks, haven't I? Well, luckily my deadline's over. Yeah, and Gemma so very I, kindly and graciously offered I to said, do, I'll do it. the character it's profile no notes. no trouble at all. And the last time she did this, I think probably was when we did the Elsie Tanner one back in 2013. Oh, yeah, I know. And Elsie, I was just like, Elsie Tanner, I've not really heard of her before. <laughs> yeah, but this anyway, person you know about. So, so yeah, so this, this is how you've been spending your afternoon me, today. This took me four hours, okay, everybody. It took me four hours, and by the time Michael came home, I was still halfway through 2017. <laughs> so I'd even, so I'd even done like a months. year and a half of his main stories. You had and, been doing Young Daniel, hadn't you? Yeah, I did Young Daniel. The and then, um, and then I was like, Michael, this is absolutely ridiculous. I was literally now you know going through a, every every single episode that that Daniel's been in, I was reading the entries on Coropedia for each one. And Michael, <laughs> and how many episodes home. is that? Well, he's been in 543 episodes. <laughs> so that was a quite a, a, a lot of work. And then you came home and you went, you've been telling me all day, look on Digital Spy and see. So I looked on it. I was like, I don't understand how this is anything that makes any sense. This is too, this is not detailed enough. I don't understand. And so I just carried on doing what I was doing. Then you went off and you did the other two and a half years in about an hour. <laughs> Or less. Yeah, but uh, you, you'll see that the detail in, in our notes and discussion does... It definitely takes a dip. <laughs> yes, but it doesn't matter. We do No, it. it's fine. Right, so... so, so um, we, we Yeah, the sources, the sources of this for Garopedia and Digital Spy. It is, yeah. Yeah, we're doing Daniel this week because um, he's, been, he's had a bit of a big year, hasn't he? Well, he's, he's just had pretty much non-stop since he started... Well, since Tell Rob me about it. Mallard started in 2016. But yeah, this week... Um, yeah, you're going, you're going through all this You'll uh, never Nikki ever stuff. find so out more about him. Daniel than you're about this to. This is the place. This is the place to get your Daniel information. There's everybody. nothing else to say that hasn't been said in the next hour or however yeah. long. Also, How I'd long like... does it usually take you to do a character profile? I don't, about an hour, two hours? No. It's like, it usually does take me three or four hours, okay. I would say. Why don't you tell me that? <laughs> I didn't want you to change your mind. Don't worry about it. I'll do it. It won't take me very long. I'd, I'd also like to say hello, Michael and Gemma, and anybody else from the future, because this oh. probably isn't the last time we're going to profile Daniel. 
We, oh. I have a feeling that he's he going be to be sticking around the show for quite a long time. I certainly hope so, at least. Well, unless they kill so him we'll off. They'll do a re- revisit of him at some point. They won't kill him off. No, I know. But even, I reckon even if Rob Mallard decides not to keep up and goes away somewhere else, I'm sure they'll recast him. Oh, don't get me started on that again. It's bad enough with Todd. Right. <gasps> you can't talk about that. No, I'm just saying we've already had lengthy discussions about whether or not Todd is a character whose replacement we would accept were he to be well, recast. Well, we're not talking about Todd. This is going to take hours. Who right. are we talking about? We're talking Dara? about Daniel Albert Osborne. Middle name so named after. I have Albert Tatlock. Exactly. Probably. Yes. Um, he was born on the 4th of January, 1995. Listen, you're lucky that I didn't even go into great detail about what Ken wrote in his will that he was leaving to Daniel and the rest of the Barlow family. Oh, you didn't? No, I didn't. But if you want to know, he left him books and 25% of his money. Okay. Um, he, he was born on 4th of January, 1995. His parents were Denise Osborne and Ken Barlow. He was married to Sinead Tinker in 2019, but I don't know anything about that because I only got up to 2017. <laughs> <laughs> His children, he's got one, Bertie Osborne, born in 2019. And he actually has four half-siblings, one of whom is dead. Lawrence Cunningham, not dead. Peter Barlow, not dead. Susan Barlow, yes, yeah, she, she is dead. And Tracy Barlow, not well, he's, she's the adopted half-sister. He mm. first appeared on the 4th of January 1995. He's been in four, 543 episodes. And he has been played by Lewis Harney in 95 to 97. Baby Daniel. Baby Daniel. Dominic Holmes in 2007. Child Daniel. And Robert Mallard from 2016 onwards. Manuel. Manuel? <laughs> Man Daniel. I'll just shorten it. Manuel. Try and cut time on this. Okay, yeah, we're, gonna, we're just going to put words together so that we can say everything quicker. Um, he is uncle to James and Chloe. He was Lawrence's children. And also, same, Amy, Iman and Arlo. <laughs> Simon, Amy and Adam. So yes, he's Adam and, Barlow's uncle, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, and um, he is... Oh, uh, there's a 34-year age gap between him and his oldest sibling, and Ken was 55 when he fathered Daniel. Yes, I've been watching that recently on the ITV3 episodes. Yes. Seeing our old Denise get up the duff and then well, pushing wait, out what? Daniel. And, have, have you, oh, yeah, you've got yeah, all about this, Yeah, we've got all you? about this. So he, Daniel was not very uh, really in the show um, before 2016. He made a few appearances as a child, but... That he was reintroduced by Kate Oates along with the rest of the Barlow clan, like Adam and Peter, who went in it, to strengthen the Barlow family. We'll get to that when we finished Child Daniel stuff. Right. Go on then, Gemma. Tell me all Am about this Am I going to read this whole thing? No, just if you, okay. if you, if you get bored. Right, 90, 1994, this is when Ken and Denise... This is so thorough, we start before the child is even con- conceived. It was just a twinkle in Ken's eye. And, and Denise's ovaries. Ken and Denise were dating that year and Denise discovered that she was pregnant Then five months in she had a miscarriage but they discovered that actually she had been carrying twins which is interesting because Susan and Peter were twins which was Ken's other children. Yes, two twins running in the Barlow family. Mm. So, um, yeah, so, the, so Ken said, let's get married because I don't want to have a bastard. And Denise went, what a charming proposal. No. And then she left him. Yeah, she really wasn't into it. I, as I said, I've been watching that recently. And she was, she was, she was get to Ken. She really was. Not not wanting him to have anything to do with Daniel for a well, bit. She, she left... Chopping and changing. When he was born in 1995, the, his name was left off of the birth certificate. And Denise ran off with him. And then um, 
Ken tracked them down and tried to give it another go, but she wouldn't have none of it. Because in 1996, she, he discovered that she was having an affair with a brother-in-law, which is grim, Brian Dunkley. And so he kicked her out and kept Daniel. But then Denise came back in November and took Daniel away because Ken didn't have his name on the birth certificate. Yeah, so we're watching 1996 on ITV3 at the moment. We as in the true Cory fans, not you, Joa. Not me. So we're, we're midway through this at the moment. So currently Daniel is being looked after by Ken. Well, not really, because there's well, Kelly, as her name is, the nanny that's kind of the living nanny at number yeah. one, who Ashley is dating at the moment. That didn't come so up in my research. It's fairly idyllic at the moment, but... Um, I, I feel it's not too long. I'm not sure exactly where in 1996 we are, but I fear we're maybe mere weeks away until Denise swans back into Ken's life, steals the baby, and that's the last he sees her in for a long time. She really was, yeah, um, I I thought that unfair. she was a fabulous mother. She came, she, she came back when Daniel had a breakdown. She did come, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a few other major life events she hasn't quite made it to. No. We'll, we'll get to those. In 1997, Denise, Brian and Daniel moved to Scotland in January. But then Daniel comes to visit Ken in July for two weeks. It gets driven down by Ken in the car. But have, they have a breakdown. The whole thing is Not just Not Daniel's only breakdown in his life. No. Daniel throws tantrums. He won't eat anything. He cries all the time. Ken got Ken can't get to sleep. He ends up getting mad at him. And eventually he phones Denise up and says, <laughs> I can't cope with this kid. I've forgotten about that. Um, he is devastated that uh, Daniel sees Brian as his real dad and he feels he starts to feel a bit hopeless about his life and where, he, where his life is going because he's failed at almost everything else and now he's failed as a dad. I wonder, I can't remember how long Brian stays alive. Um, have you, have you well, got they break up. Notes? They break up eventually, but yeah, it, may, it makes me wonder whether Daniel, you know, current Daniel, has got any lingering feelings for this or father even figure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I wonder. So, um, yeah, Denise and Brian break up between 1997 and 2007. Some, oh yeah, that's right, because they're, they're splits. They're split up by 2007, aren't they? Which I remember watching. You must have watched this as well. I don't have really strong memories of it, but back in 2007, Ken is reunited with 12-year-old Daniel. Um, because Denise comes back on the scene after Tracy is found guilty of murdering Charlie Stubbs, and Denise Denise hears about this and's like, "Oh, oh, I know, I know, Ken." That sounds like some drama going on there. <laughs> let's get, let's get, let's get our nose is stuck into that. So yeah, she goes up back to Coronation Street, and uh, she didn't bank on the no, fact. No, no, Ken. What? Yeah, she gets into contact. Yeah, yeah she gets into contact with Ken, but she didn't bank on the fact that Deirdre and Ken were having marriage problems at the time, and that Ken was yeah he he gets did he get kicked out by Deirdre? Or he leaves. No, up, I he, remember. Yeah, they have an argument, and he yeah. moves into B and B. Yeah, but then he says to Denise, "Oh, maybe I can move in with you, maybe, and my son Daniel." No. So um, no, he says, "Can I see Daniel?" And Denise says, "Let me ask Daniel." And Daniel says, "I don't care." Yeah, Daniel is not at all fussed by Ken. I think he was a bit embarrassed by him we because he was so old. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm taking over. Even no. though are your notes. Well, um, so so he, he, he Dan, Daniel agrees to see Ken, and then Blanche finds out where Denise lives and goes and confronts Ken there at the same time that he's trying to meet up with Daniel and he gets very awkward and tongue-tied and can't really speak to Daniel while Blanche is there and then Blanche starts harassing both of them and then she leaves so Ken decides to stay overnight with um, with Denise and Daniel. Blanche goes home, says to Deirdre, watch out, Ken and Deirdre are going to get back together if you're not careful. Ken and Denise sorry, are going to get back together if you're not careful. And then over the, f- over the weeks, 
Deidre and Ken's relationship continues to deteriorate because um, he's not really interested in making up with her. She does. She's trying to get him back. He's not interested. He wants to build a relationship with with Daniel. Daniel gets sick of him by June and says, Den- Denise, can you please get rid of my my dad? I'm <laughs> sick of him. Um, and also introduces Ken as his granddad to one of his friends. Eventually, Denise moves up gets the moves up puts the moves on ken tries to kiss him and he scarpers yeah goes back to deirdre yeah and And that's the last we see of daniel well that's yeah daniel Daniel didn't really warm to his father at all they didn't get on Mm. so much so that in 2010 ken even forgets he exists yeah how does that happen well that's when he met his long lost son lawrence lawrence cunningham who was i forget her name Uh, his, his old girlfriend's son. Okay. And he's like, yes, all the, let me tell you all about the Barlow clan and all the family tree. And then Peter's like, don't forget about Daniel. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah he leaves him out. And, and there's another point at which they're talking about Daniel and Deirdre refers to him as a relative. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, Ken, Ken's got a fairly poor relationship with his children on the whole, hasn't he, one might say. Mm-hmm. No wonder they, want, they don't want anything to do with him. He's just, he's flaky. Yeah. Um, that's why they call him Dandruff Ken. Right, this is around the time in the newly established Kate Oates era canon that um, Daniel starts home looking after himself, doesn't he? Because Denise wants to move house. Daniel doesn't because of his friends at school and everything. He's 15 at this time. Yeah, so Denise walks out on him and leaves Daniel to fend for himself secretly in in fear of being taken in by the social services. So Daniel, for a number of years, somehow manages to con everyone into thinking that Denise is still there raising him when he's actually doing a bang-up job looking after himself. and um, As well as can be expected. He ends up turning into a completely... Normal, morally well, upstanding and yeah, well-adjusted. well-adjusted citizen of the United Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah we we did, but also we have Ken going to visit Daniel in 2011, which doesn't particularly make sense because at that he time didn't. he, he didn't was supposed to be. If he had actually visited Ken, if he had visited Daniel, he'd notice that Denise wasn't there, and also she's just upstairs playing a tapes, Dad. Oh, I know what that's like. Yeah. And also, um, Daniel, uh, at later point, says he hasn't seen Ken since 2007. So I, I might... Oh, what was Ken up to in 2011? This is my theory that actually we're going to find out. If anybody wants to steal this idea, um, if Ian McLeod is listening, there is, so- there is something that Ken got up to in 2011 that is still unsubstantiated. We don't know where he was. He definitely wasn't talking to Daniel. If you want to have a brand new um, Barlow... Yeah, if they could have fathered one at that in that period of time, and they would be Ooh, nine. Maybe, maybe Sam is actually Ken's secret son, it and not Nick. Well, be mm, maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, that and that was pretty much the last that we heard of Daniel in two thousand until two thousand and sixteen, when Kate Oates was the producer of Coronation Street, and one of her mission statements was to bring the Barlow clan back into the centre. There was like supposed to be the main family of the street. They'd been sidelined for yeah. a little bit. The plats, it was all plats all it the was, time. It, it was. And I don't I'm, think if you have if you haven't watched if you weren't watching it before Kate Oates came on the scene, you probably don't appreciate how plat heavy. Yeah, but we didn't mind because we, no, we enjoyed the No, I don't mind the either. But they were literally the only really big family on the street for a long time. Yeah. Apart from the Connors trying to outbreed them. <laughs> yeah, but there wasn't much there with the Barlows, was there? And this is obviously after Deirdre had died as well. Yeah. So 
that there was a there was a risk of them dying out, which is just not on. No. For Coronation Street's number one family, so um, Kate Oates decided to bring Daniel back along with Peter, Peter and, and it was, it was Adam. Adam as well. Yeah, get them all back. So Rob Mallard was cast at this time in the role of Daniel, and on his casting he said, it feels great to be starting work on Coronation Street and I'm looking forward to getting to know everyone. I grew up watching Coronation Street, so the chance to be in it, especially playing a part like Daniel, is very exciting. Mm. Kate Oates said, Daniel is a completely different Barlow altogether, more sensitive and bookish. He's clearly a chip off the old block, but there is more to Ken's younger son than meets the eye. Rob is a talented young actor who is perfect for the role. I think that, like... He's one of the best cast people ever on Coronation Street, possibly. I mean, there's obviously been a, a great deal of fantastic actors, but for somebody who was brought in to... You know, he was a lot more touted as being the new Ken Barlow in his early years, wasn't he? When, he's he's when moved Adam away from Ken that a bit. When Adam and Ken came back, they were... Adam and um, Daniel. Adam and Daniel came back, they were like, oh, it's the new Mike and Ken. Yeah. But that didn't really happen. Yeah. But there was definitely a lot of tension between Adam and Daniel, it's and Adam so and fun- everyone. It's just so funny how how he looks like him, and he and he he's got his mannerisms in a way. Well, but a lot of people say that he doesn't look anything like Ken. I think he, I can I, see I, it, but I, I don't know whether it's just it's because I've like been told that he does. He, it's not like he doesn't look like him, but it's certainly you wouldn't ever look at them and go, "Well, they can't be related." No, no, so, which, which you can't say about all members of the Barlow family <laughs> tree. Um. So, are you, do you want to do? I would say I'd say about 2016 Daniel so he turns up after Ken has a stroke which I remember at the time being one of Kate Oates signature you didn't see this coming did you moves it was at the end of an episode it wasn't long after Peter had come back I think and um I can't remember was he, he arguing with Peter or something it. and they go into the into the hallway oh you want me to research the back history of Ken's stroke as you well don't, you don't need to I'm just telling you what I remember because I remember I always remember the times when we're caught off guard by these things and Ken just collapses in the hall and his face is drooping on one side. Can you lift up your arm? Exactly, it's like the adverts, isn't it? Face, face, what's it called? Face, 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 arms. Conversation. Emergency. (laughs) That's how you know someone's having a stroke, everybody. Take your advice. Um, So Ken gets taken to Weatherfield General um, and he refuses to speak to Tracy and Peter because, you know, they're they're not happy unless they're having an argument with the Barlow family. Instead, he has a mystery visitor who comes to see him. And I think I think Tracy and Peter are told about this person and they can't work. They can't figure out who it is because Ken's not the only one that's forgotten about Daniel by this point. But they go along there one night and they find out that Daniel's sitting there. Is he reading? Um, he was reading King Shakespeare Lear or something to, to him, help yeah. Ken with his speech. Yes, that's right. Yeah, because Ken at this point still wasn't getting people's names right and was very confused. Mm. So Daniel is uh, is on the scene now. He moves into number one to help Ken recover. He says at the time still that he's living with Denise, but when anyone, whenever anyone brings up the subject, he's very evasive or he avoids the question or he ignores them or, or starts getting angry at them, whatever. So he there was a real doesn't like it if anyone says anything horrible about Denise. Yeah, there was a really great mystery within this period of time, this early time. There's that, quite a lot of about time. Whether, whether he killed Denise or I, not. I think it was not until May of the next year that we find out actually what happened to mm. Denise. I can't remember at what peer, at what point we as a viewer were told, you know, off off screen in the in the news, in the goss, that no, he hasn't killed her no, and she is alive. No, we didn't Do we, know. Did we not know that? No, they kept it a secret. Well, they tried to. Okay, because, so listen, remember at the time... Denise Black 
mm. who plays Denise Osborne, yes. was in Emmerdale. She was. And then she left Emmerdale. Mm. And everyone was speculating as to whether she was going to appear in Coronation Street. Yeah, that's right. And she put something up on her blog, like, February, March time, saying, oh, I've got some exciting projects in the pipeline, but I can't yeah. tell you what it is yet. But, but up until she was on actually on the show, I think Coronation Street was trying not to, to let anybody know yeah. what had happened and they they very heavily implied that something sinister had happened to her which we'll find out about now if you carry on reading the, the thing yeah well all, all the characters are very suspicious about this daniel's going goes along to the um the salon for a bit which was obviously initially um, originally sorry hers and he's asking questions and yeah it's, every, being, it's very weird it's like the sort of thing you would do if your mum was not around to ask about these things yeah, exactly. Mm. Tracy gets suspicious about this and she nicks Daniel's keys, goes up to... I can't remember where he claimed that he was living. A bit well, further north there. somewhere. Um, and she, Yeah, she goes to the flat and finds no trace of Denise anywhere. Hmm, the plot thickens. So eventually he confesses during an interrogation in the cafe that his mum left him when he was 15. So it must have been 2016 that this happened. Though. I thought you said it was May. What do you oh, mean? Oh, no, no, no. It was May the next year that we didn't know that she was coming back. No, no, listen. Go on. All we know is that he says she left. Okay. We don't know what happened to her after that. Oh, okay. And the, okay, and the show tries to make you think that something weird or bad has happened to her. I get it, Based yeah. on the way that, that Daniel continues to react. Because at this point, he is keeping it a secret from Ken that he... That, um... that he's in debt? No, no, no. Actually, I'm wrong. He, he basically is t- he tells everybody that she's gone, but she's still in touch with me. Yeah. And she sends me money, but she doesn't send it to me regularly enough. And now I've had to take out loans and I'm in debt and stuff. Yeah. So everyone's like, don't tell Ken because if he has another, if he gets stressed, he'll have another stroke. Mm. So they move him in with Daniel, with Adam in the corner shop flat. Yeah. Um, and then they, then it's December that they find out that actually Daniel hasn't heard from Denise since she left. Yeah. So Peter convinces him to make a police report. But they and then don't the hunt tell Denise Ken. Is on. Right. They don't tell Ken at this point. Now, 2017, I would say, was Daniel's year in Coronation Street. He didn't stop the whole goddamn year. And, th- and this was great because at this point, I mean, he's one of these actors, one of these characters that straight away is like, yeah, you please stay. You're amazing. Wasn't it? He, mm-hmm. so, so some characters have gradual introductions. I mean, some of them start hardly doing anything and then turn to much yeah, bigger characters like... Maxine, for example, been saying she she had hardly anything to do the first few years, and then she obviously got a lot bigger. But Daniel, it was a real baptism of fire. We are throwing you into the middle of this story with Ken having a stroke. You're missing mum, and then 2017, it was yeah, it was flying by the non-stop. Feet of his pants. Do you want me? I'll do 2017, and then you can do the rest because yeah. I wrote all this. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know you wrote for Coronation Street. I, I came up with all these ideas. I was like, listen, in January, let's have Daniel apply for an MA in Literature, Culture and Modernity from Oxford, shall we? Um, and this is when he starts pursuing Sinead. Mm-hmm. And I actually watched a compilation video of stuff that he had done since he came into the show, but it was made in like 2017 or early 2018. So it only had this year's worth of stories in it. And I was watching it going, yeah... Yeah, I really, really think I really like Daniel as a character, but the stuff that happened with Sinead from last year has just put, really put it, me off him. I don't. You like have him you've been really soured on him. Yeah, I really you? don't. But but 2017 was peak Daniel, and I really, really liked him. So he um he takes an interest in Sinead. He buys her a fl- Venus flytrap, and he tells oh, yeah. her it's because she's so exotic and mysterious. And then um Ken starts to dictate his will to Adam. 
and he leaves more money to Daniel and Adam gets jealous about this and there's this rivalry between the two. I got really confused because in the write-up it said Ken leaves 25% of his money to all of his children plus 25% to his grandchildren. I was going, hang on a minute. Oh yeah, Susan's dead. Hang on a minute. I guess he doesn't like Lawrence. <laughs> yes, he doesn't, because when Lawrence um, he, comes back yeah, in 2010... Yeah, he's a homophobe. Yes. Um, so, um, in, yeah, in February, Sinead and Daniel grow closer. She, she's dating Chesney. She gets fed up with him. But how? I don't understand how <laughs> anybody could get fed up with him. Adam looks on Daniel's laptop and then finds out he's a virgin and calls him virgin boy. And him how, and Chesney... How did he find that out on his laptop? I think did he, he get Googled confused that he was, he was actually on virgin media? I think he Googled something to do with how t- t- to have sex. Or, I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't know. Don't well, forget you know, he didn't his, have a mum. wasn't there to give him the birds and the bees chat, <laughs> He didn't have a it? dad or a mum. No. So they call, he calls him virgin boy. And I think at some point Chesney also decides to call him that. But the very same day that he is discovered to be a virgin, he loses his virginity to to Sinead. They have sex in the factory storeroom while poor old Chesney's waiting in the bistro because he's arranged a date with Sinead, that hussy. So oh, from virgin boy to fraternising with uh, sex workers in just Sinead? three years. What? No, Nikki. Oh, I see, sorry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you, know, you the, went... The storyline that's going on right the one now. one that's going... Yeah, okay. So um, Daniel and Adam are having an argument because... Daniel found out that Adam cheated on his bar exam and told Ken. So in revenge, Adam tells Chesney about Sinead and Daniel, even though Sinead was going to tell Chesney she hadn't got round to it. So Chesney obviously gets a bit mad about this. And he and Daniel have an argument in the street and Daniel shoves Chesney against the wall and then lets him go. And then he punches the wall with his fist. And this is another little clue for the viewers, like, oh, Daniel's got a dark streak. He's he's violent. It, it was fascinating. He he was clearly not mentally well adjusted no. at this point, wasn't he? Because on the one and, hand, and he's, he's still like, not. They're no. still, in many ways, very true to that side of him. He's he was much more interesting back in in the in the day, though. I think he's just turned boring. Well, now. we'll find out why because I, I agree he's not quite as compelling as he was. He, he was like he was like. Uh, a boiling pot, wasn't he? He was always about to explode, but but like when he wasn't about to punch somebody to death, he was going, "Ooh, I love poetry." Here's a book of poems. Oh, it's got blood on it. Don't look at it. I tried to kill my dad. <laughs> um, so Daniel's relationship with Sinead progresses so fast that eventually he starts to neglect his university course, and then Ken gets mad, and this conflict between relationship versus um, studying and his future becomes a big. Conflict. Yeah, because Ken didn't want Daniel to suffer the same life he did, stuck yeah. on the same street forever. And yeah. even though Ken got his degree as well, he's like, Daniel, if you don't even get this, then there's no way you're leaving this place. So you've got to get your degree, get your master's, yeah. get out of here. So at this point, Daniel's in his last year of university and he is trying to apply for a master's at Oxford. So he's trying to knuckle down and get on with, with stuff, but he's distracted by Sinead. And it, then in March, Gemma and, Ch- and Chesney... Get, get all of Sinead's things and try and sell them in the kebab shop for £1 each. Why did they do this? Because they were mad at Sinead and she was moving out. I don't really understand it. But Sinead, Daniel and Beth run over and have a big fight. And, um, yeah, Ches- Ch- Chesney, Chesney and Daniel have a fight in the street over the fact I that... Was, I, I enjoyed... Uh, I think I enjoyed... Maybe I'll just look on back, back on no, it. No, I watched this as well. It was good. The, the rivalry between Chesney and Daniel because Daniel was so clearly 
superior. You know, super, yeah, he does. And, that, and I think that's the thing with Daniel. He he knows it. And he's not, but listen, he's not a massive, massive snob. But I think in the same way as Ken, he... He just believes yeah. naturally he is a, a little he bit more superior. More. Yeah, 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 you're right. He but, deserves but more. It was an, a compelling rivalry because everything that went wrong, every every victory or, f- or every failure that Daniel had was due to himself. Nothing Chesney could really do to him was besting him. It, all of the, all of the onus was on was on Daniel not to not to screw up in this rivalry, but he kept messing up because Mm. of his own personal failings um so one of the things that they sell is a brooch that used to belong to Sinead's grandma I think and so Daniel gives Sinead his his mum's necklace and um he starts acting really weird because Sinead's like oh I'd love to meet your mum one day and he's like you'll never meet her and he also says things like he talks to talks about in the past tense and stuff Mm. and this is when everybody online started to think that he had killed killed Denise um then not not one month after they first hooked up, Sinead discovers she is pregnant. And normally we warn we warn women about this and we say, you can get pregnant on your first go. <laughs> yeah. Don't think that you get one freebie. And it looks like that because that is what happened with Daniel. Daniel finds the test and assumes that Chesney's the father. But Sinead's like, no, I haven't done it with Chesney for ages. It's yours. You're the father. He gets shocked and he wrote down a pros and cons list and he can't think of any pros. Um... Then he goes and speaks to Rana at the medical centre and she's like, look, calm down. Don't be hasty. He listens to Peter talk about his regrets about not looking after Adam better after Susan died. And then he changes his mind and tells Sinead that he wants them Aww. to have a baby together. And then he gets a job at the bistro. Um, yeah, that Daniel's career history. He it, literally is only... It doesn't only... seem befitting. Of, of one with such high education. He basically has only ever had one job on the street, which is to be a waiter at the bistro. Well, he's also... And, and he now also, he's helping out at the lawyer's office. He's a dog's body. Oh, yeah, body. that's true. And he also um, dabbled at the Gazette as well as a reporter. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, that's true. But it, it, it just goes to show, doesn't it? Like, this, this is why there are so few university-educated people on the street, because you've got to have a job on the street. No, it's not just that, though. I honestly... I think it's a really good... I think they've written Daniel really well because he is so arrogant and so confident in his abilities that he just doesn't... He has no ambition because mm. he's he's kind of convinced himself that he's so clever that he can do anything he wants, but he hasn't actually been driven to do anything mm. and he's just settled down and, and sort of stayed on the street. Anyway, so he gets offered a place at Oxford, but he turns it down. He tells Sinead, I've turned it down so that we can be together. Robert finds out that Daniel's been offered a place and tells Ken without realising that Daniel's turned it down. And Ken arranges a surprise family dinner for oh, the Barlows. Yeah. And, and Daniel and Sinead walk in and they're like, congratulations. And Daniel's like, no, I no, I turned it down. Sinead runs off because she thinks that he lied to her about turning it down. Ken then goes and confronts Sinead and goes, look, you are standing in the way of my son's amazing future being an Oxford graduate and you're you're like why does I don't even know what you see in each other because he's way more intelligent than you and you are basically dragging him down it was very much a repeat in in many ways of the Ken and Deirdre relationship wasn't it it was a bit yeah and he he always looked down on Deirdre a little bit as much as he loved her and as important as Deirdre was to Ken he he always yeah and he always put her in her place and kind kind of made her feel inferior to him yeah and like kind of like even like her stuffed marrow and her 
like her little clay pots that she made. He was, he was always like, hmm, mm. that's and as best as you can seeing do. Seeing Ken and Valerie on, on the earlier episodes, I didn't get that quite so much. They no. seemed to be a bit more on equal equal footing, Valerie was definitely a more of an intellectual character than anyone else yeah. that we've seen Ken with for any length of time. Yeah. Although Claudia was pretty intelligent. But, like, Valerie was, like, a lefty as well, which mm. was... And she knew all about politics and stuff. Anyway, um, Sinead agrees with Ken, leaves Daniel, has an abortion, but tells him that he, she had a miscarriage. But then she experiences some kind of weird, like, painful after effects. So Daniel talks to, calls Dr. Gaddis, and then Sinead has to admit that she's had an abortion right in front of him. Daniel, get, Daniel blames Ken, and the same night, this is when... Ken gets pushed down the stairs right at the end of March. He discovered Daniel discovers Ken, supposedly, unconscious on the floor with Phelan standing over him. Yes, he goes in through the front door, doesn't he? Yeah, because actually there. Pat finds him first and then yeah. Daniel finds Pat having but found... But we don't see Pat finding Ken, do we? We no. find Daniel find finding Pat finding Ken. <laughs> yes. Which, and... which is why Phelan is an, an initial suspect. Yes, I, well, I no, he was think... a suspect because they had an argument about him fitting the kitchen. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was taking too long doing the kitchen, yeah. didn't he, Pat? I think that a lot of viewers... A discounted um, Pat on their suspects is pretty Almost early on because it was it would have been it was a bit too, too obvious. obvious. And also, it, the the story was the Barlow clan imploding on itself. Everyone was a suspect. Mm. Everybody had a, had a different reason for why they would have pushed Ken down the stairs, and, that, that and was, Ken couldn't remember that was no. That important. was such a fantastic story because it I could have been d- anyone. So many twists, and I think by the time it was revealed that Daniel was the one who did it, don't spoil it. No, you told me I'm that. I'm joking. Um, he. We, I think we'd kind of guessed, but we even then we didn't know for absolutely well, sure. And that's what makes that's what makes a great who done it that you still could be anybody leading up until the actual reveal. This was I was I think probably one of the reasons it took me so long to write this was because I was so in, in involved in reading this. And even though I only really wrote the story from Daniel's point of view, um, there was so much more to this Kupesh Ken storyline than just Daniel's involvement in it because there was a lot... Adam got arrested twice, for example. Yeah, anyway, Tracy runs off to uh, Dan- Lake yeah, District with Rob. Rob yeah. It was a fantastic... This is one of... Actually, probably, looking back on it, this is probably one of my favourite stories and it was also going on at the same time as Pat Phelan stuff. Yeah. Such well, a fantastic year of Coronation Street, in my opinion. Yeah. In April, DS McKinnon, we had DS McKinnon in it too, questions Daniel about his involvement, saying, "Mm, isn't it funny how good you are at lying about Denise not being around? Makes me think that you might be lying about the fact that you pushed Ken. Um, Daniel's like, this is a bit too stressful for me. I'm going to go to Oxford. Sinead begs him to stay. So he does for a little bit. But meanwhile, the list of suspects of who pushed Ken is growing and eventually Adam is arrested. So in May... Daniel and Sinead are preparing to move to Oxford, but on his way to an exam, Adam kidnaps Daniel. Oh, gosh, yeah. Drives into a he wasteland. He him in the boot, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, gets a camera out and goes, confess, you did it, you you attacked Ken. Um, Daniel says, no, I didn't, but Ken also made Sinead have an abortion. I didn't push him. And then he gets in the car and drives off to the exam. But when he gets there, he's like, nah, I'm not feeling this, and walks out. Adam immediately tells Dears McKinnon about about this this um motivation that Daniel has for pushing Ken. And then Sinead and Daniel get questioned. Daniel gets mad about this and tells Adam, If you if you get if you get yourself involved with Sinead again, I'm gonna kill you. 
the the Daniel Adam relationship is pretty good. Yeah, yes, it came in as a new new Ken and Mike, but I I, I hate it so much when they do that because they can never recapture. They don't ever really try. They just go, "Well, it's just good enough for us to say mm. it's like that," and then they don't put any effort into but I do, it. But I do think that Rob and um, who plays? Oh gosh, who plays Adam Barlow? Sam, Sam Robinson. I do think that they have pretty good. Relationship. Oh, I love them. Yeah. Um, the police confront Daniel because he had, and this was one of the one of the times that Coronation Street got quite involved in clues and mis- mysteries and whodunit stuff. He gave them a train ticket that said that he was somewhere else at the time that Ken was pushed, and then the police came back to him and say, "This is not your ticket. You didn't buy this." And he said, "No, all right, I admit it. Actually, I threw the original away because I didn't know I'd need it mm. for an alibi, um, and I just found one on the floor and I decided to use that." So like, hmm. Meanwhile, Ken goes to apologise to Sinead, but while he's there, he sees on the floor a pair of red trainers and he says to Sinead, Who's, whose is that? And Sinead sees the pile of clothes and says, oh, that's Daniel's stuff. Mm. And it triggers a memory in um, Ken's mind that makes him think that Daniel tried to kill him. I think maybe at the time we might have even thought, oh, but maybe they're, Dan- maybe they're Adam's trainers and because Sinead... Because it was bundled up in in in, Ad, in, in Daniel's clothes, you know. Yeah. Might, might have so that is what happens. Yeah. Adam comes to tell Kenny's leaving, and he's got the same shoes on. And Ken's like, "It was you," and oh, Adam gets yeah, arrested. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Adam has to go back to the flat that he and Denise lived in, or well, he lived in Daniel by himself. Has to. Daniel, and um, says, "Ken, I'll take you with me because obviously you're shaking up. So I'll look after you, but I've got to get this decorating done." So they go back together. Ken says, oh, can I read that book of poetry that I gave you, Daniel? And Daniel goes, oh, God. Goes back to his flat, has two identical copies of the same book of poetry. This, and this is when we find out, isn't that it? it? Was this definitely, is the moment. This is when we realise that it was definitely Daniel that pushed Ken down the stairs because one of the copies is the original that Ken gave him with the inscription in the front, but it's covered in Ken's blood. Such For some reason, I don't reveal. really understand why it was covered in blood. There's no, there's never an explanation as to why pushing Ken down the stairs ended up with a book covered in like, blood. I thought he whacked him on the head with a book and then oh, Ken tumbles oh, right backwards. Then. Okay, that, that explains oh, that it. That was a brilliant reveal. <laughs> so Daniel carefully copies the inscription in, in Ken's handwriting, hides the blood-stained book under the staircase, oh, no, under the floorboards, um, and gives it to Ken who gets fooled by by it. At the flat, this is when Ken actually finds out that he hasn't Daniel hasn't seen Denise for seven years. This whole, this whole like um, these these events take place over like a week or so. Mm. It's all very condensed, and this was the week when we were thinking that Daniel might have killed Denise. Yeah. He. Um, yeah, he realises that Denise hasn't been seen for seven years. He's stunned and he says, you know what, Daniel, you turned out better than Adam anyway. This is when Daniel gets feels guilty and tries to get Ken to tell the police it wasn't Adam that attacked him. Um, and Adam's like, no, I'm not going to. Um, and Daniel's like, yeah, but you, don't you think that you owe him that because you ignored him his, his whole life? And Ken's like, no, I don't care. And so obviously you know that Daniel's talking about himself here. Yeah. Then Daniel cuts himself badly while he's decorating. Meanwhile, Ken is in the garden and he's found a yellow rose bush, which was Denise's favourite. And he's like, oh, we should take this with us. So he starts to dig it up. And then underneath it, he finds a tin, which has got all of Denise's stuff in there. 
and then he takes it out and starts looking at it. Daniel finds him, freaks out, and then starts going on about you. You are the you're um the reason that I can't have a family with Sinead. You ruined my life. You abandoned me. And Ken's like, oh my god, this makes me remember it was you that pushed me down the stairs because this is exactly what you were saying when you pushed me. And he's like, yes. And then pushes the bookcase. Daniel pushes the bookcase in front of the door. Like, no, we're trapped together. And Ken's like, oh my gosh, I'll tell the police that nobody pushed me. Um, if you want. And Ken's like, Daniel says, no, I don't believe you. If you would, wouldn't do it for Adam, you why would you do it for me? And then Ken's like, you killed Denise. And Daniel says, no, it, well, I didn't. Of course I didn't. You, But it's your fault. Everything has gone wrong. Just then, who walks in? <laughs> pushes the bookcase out of the way and walks into this absolute carnage but Denise so she's not dead after all Daniel sees her for the first time in seven years has a panic attack and runs into the bathroom holding a knife meanwhile Sinead is like oh dear I'm a bit worried about Daniel I haven't heard him in a while so she goes to his old flat spills water on the floor looks on the floor and sees that there's some kind of cubby hole pulls out the book and thinks oh my god I can uh, it must be Daniel what Daniel done what done it Meanwhile, Daniel's standing in the bathroom having a serious panic attack. He's got the knife in his hands and we wonder if he's going to start cutting himself. But instead, he uses the hot water to like self-harm um, to kind of try and control his they racing thoughts. They were some really, really well so, performed yeah. scenes. He, that, he was amazing. He is such a, a great great actor when yeah. he's given the right stuff to do it all the time but when, yeah he, he can always so rise to the challenge this was like one of my favorite moments in coronation street she denise is there going sorry i i had a breakdown and you know what i i feel bad about it now i love you and daniel's crying into his arms in the bathroom um he eventually emerges from the bathroom just as ds mckinnon appears because Chesney told Sinead to call the police, which she did. She ratted him in. Police go pick him up, arrest him, and he immediately confesses. Do you want to do any of this? No, I was okay, so, a great job. So I'm just, June, I'm just enjoying listening to it. So June. Oh god, I love this story so this much. The story was amazing. So now we're in June. And the police are going to question Daniel at the station. But Ken says, no, I just fell down the stairs. It was all a big misunderstanding. Daniel doesn't care. He confesses anybody anyway. But Ken refuses to go along with it. And they haven't really got any evidence. So the CPS drops the case. Chesney says to Daniel, stay away from Sinead, you psychopath. And Sinead's not talking to him because obviously she's, she's a bit upset. They have a big Barlow family meeting and Daniel tells everybody there that he pushed Ken down the stairs. They all start arguing and, and having a go. And then Ken says, everybody shut up. You guys have got no room to talk about this because you were all suspects for various reasons. So none of you have got... You're all guilty of something. You all hate me for some reason. Yeah. You're as bad as each other. It's only just the in that actually pushed me. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I think tra- this is when Tracy develops a massive grudge against Daniel. Mm. Um, but other people sort of forgive him at various points. He gets yeah, I'd forgotten about that. You're right. She moves. Does. He moves in with Peter for a little bit, then he moves back with in, into the flat with Adam at some point. He seems to reconcile with Denise, um, but he gets really depressed and he can't cope with the fact that he hasn't been punished for what he did. So he tries to confess again using the book as evidence, but Ken makes him burn it. And then he also overhears Denise talking to, I think it's Rana and Zidane, who are talking about having children. And she's like, nah, I don't have kids. I, I binned mine off and went travelling. It's the best thing I ever did. <laughs> and he gets really upset and kicks her out. And that's, that's last the last we see of Denise. Denise isn't it? Yeah. So he's really depressed. Um, 
Ken tries to get him to go to therapy, but he refuses. He won't get help. He ends up hassling Sinead. Chesney warms him off again. Then he gets involved in drugs because Robert's friend Rich turns up from their their sordid past. Oh, yeah. And then Daniel goes up to Rich and says, oh, Robert says he wants some drugs. Can you? I'll give him to, to them. I'll give him them oh, the drugs. Oh, this is that other scene I remember. So he gets the drugs, goes back to his flat and overdoses. That was that was weirdly done, wasn't it? There's like this funny music and funny camera angles yeah. and stuff and, and, and cuts and yeah, Daniel Daniel gets high. He wasn't the only quasi Barlow to have an overdose. No, Adam in, did as well, yeah. didn't he? Um Adam Robert finds him because he heard from Rich that he gave him drugs, takes him to hospital. When he recovers he gets his decree results, which are two Point two. Two two. A two two. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what that means because I didn't get one of those. Also, you didn't do ballet. Yeah. Two two. <laughs> get it? It's not good enough for Oxford. Oh dear, it's all gone very wrong, hasn't it? He's just going to have to stay in Weatherfield. In July, Sinead and Chesney are dating, and um, there's a fight at the bistro again with Robert Rich and everything. And Chesney gets stabbed in the chest oh, no. with a broken wine bottle. So Daniel has to save him by doing first aid Daniel. until an ambulance arrives. And then he decides to write an article about it and shows it to Cindy Watson, who's the editor of the Gazette. And Robert's like, don't write anything about this because it's going to get me in trouble. Oh, he ends up, but he Cindy, ends up going to bed with Cindy, doesn't he? Cindy prints it anyway. Yeah, he, he has a bit of a thing for the older woman, Daniel, he? Doesn't really he? does. I mean, it's gone now. He just prefers the young blondes, but he did He's got a stage. He, yeah, he, has, he goes through phases of different, different women, he? has he? mummy issues. Mm. Watch out, Nikki's mum. In September, he goes up against Pat Phelan. Um, he decides to investigate him for the flat scam yeah, so he can write a story it's about like, it. Yeah, not only... I mean, it's like, you know, the Cooper's Ken story wasn't big enough. Let's involve him in the street's biggest villain. I mean, Kate yeah. Oates must have just... And she, she invested so much in this character at the time, didn't yeah. she? She was like, I brought in this character. I'm going to yeah. throw everything at him. Absolutely. And it, it just goes to show that, you know, if the you difference the between that... If you put the time effort into nurturing a character and give them stuff to do and you've cast somebody in, in the role, that's yeah. a good fit and it's it's such a, a world away from say the baileys at the moment well yeah who ian mcleod brought in the, year and a half ago and, and they've that, not really done much since it's not that they haven't tried to give the baileys stories it's that they haven't give them given them stories that had any length or legs no like daniel's story really for the first you know year of his sh- being in the show was his conflict with ken mm. It felt it felt like Kate Oates was like, I'm going to bring back the Barlows and I'm going to have this happen, then this happen, and they'll get involved with this. And it's like she had the roadmap of Daniel's yeah, yeah. next 12 months really, really clearly in her head right right from the beginning. How, how much of it was made up as they went along, I don't know. But it, it felt like it was very clearly and thoroughly planned out. Yeah. Whereas they must have the, planned out the Baileys, but it just doesn't feel like they have. With the, ba- like, with the Baileys, it's just like, we're going to bring them in. The son's going to be a gay footballer, so that's going to be a story. Um, yeah, one of them, they're all going to have some various secrets. They had money problems. Uh, and, and money problems, and, and we'll figure Do, out the rest when we get there. That? Does anybody remember that they were supposed to be a well-to-do family that lived in a giant house? Yeah. Do they ever talk about the good old days? No. They haven't even finished their bloody staircase. <laughs> Isn't that an indictment on the family, that they haven't even finished the bloody staircase anyway, in the house? We we're not talking about them. Right, we so digress. in October, this is when we get Flora. 
Oh, Flora. Daniel Flora tracks McCarter. her down. She is Vinny's mother. I love Flora. She she was she's gone before her time. I was I was hoping that she'd she stay on. She got quite involved with Sinead and she and Daniel left them money at some point, didn't she? Gave them money. Did um, she yes. die? No, she's Can't not dead. She's not dead. Right, anyway, so I don't think they track her. Or maybe she. Daniel is. tracks her down. Part of this flat scam stuff, and Phelan follows him to discover her because Vinny is still missing at this point. But at the same time, Pat is high. It's got Andy down in the basement, who's been chained up for a year. And um, Pat says to him, "Oh, I finally found who I'm going to replace you with." So at one point, Daniel was a was a, a candidate. candidate for being trapped down in the basement, but he never quite get, gets that far. No, he still got he still got the uh, the grew the locked in a basement beard at some point around then time. Yeah, didn't he? that's true. Daniel meets up with Cindy, the editor, in the, in the bistro, and Pat tips off her husband, who turns up and threatens Daniel to stay away. Now, weirdly, although they had an affair, Cindy was only in, like, eight episodes. Oh, was she? Yeah. She's, he gets... What? I think she's been in a few since as well, hasn't she? It was, maybe I it don't think so. Unless, unless it's not very up-to-date on Coropedia. Well, they usually pretty know. good at yeah, updating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, he gets demoted at the Gazette because he, he ends up not really coming up with a story about Pat. Um, yeah, I remember at the time... He put he um, published a story, wrote a story about something that happened like two, three months. This previously, is what I didn't said. They? Yeah, he was rubbish. He didn't understand the news part of news. No, he was. He did a feature. Yeah. Anyway, um, so at this point, he's also trying to get back with Sinead. Katie dies in Portugal, and Chesney has to rush to go to sort things out. And Sinead, on a whim, proposes to Chesney, who is on his way to the airport. Daniel, such a diva, when he finds out about this, he throws up and later has a panic attack. Um, in November, Sinead is trying to get along with Joseph. He's come back from Portugal, only speaking Portuguese for some reason. Despite the fact that Daniel only seems to know one word, he manages to crack through to get to, to speak to Joseph. Doesn't he say, like, sim or something? Like, yeah, that's sim, what I remember. Like, hungry. Yeah. That's the only thing he can say, but it's like he's a genius and nobody else in Weatherfield can possibly even learn one word of Portuguese. Chesney gets jealous about this. But meanwhile, Sinead and Daniel are getting closer and closer. One day, Sinead gets drunk. Daniel tries to kiss her. At that moment, Joseph is nearly hit by a car outside. Chesney realises that Sinead and Daniel were together and gets really mad about this. Tracy, evil Tracy, still holding a grudge from the fact that um, (laughs) Daniel tried to kill her dad, tells Chesney how to get Daniel, how to get him back and how to take revenge. Use his temper against him. Oh, yeah, she, she coaches Chesney yep. in an evil way, doesn't yep. she? How to, be, how to manipulate him into basically making himself look bad. Yeah, because Ken was also... Um, he also had fallen out with Daniel over the whole nearly tried to kill me kind of thing, so... He Everyone was... doesn't really like Daniel at the moment. No. Apart from Sinead, who's like, oh, adore Eleanor. Um, she, Tracy makes a fake booking at the bistro for Denise, and Daniel's like, um, He's also kind of struggling at work because this is when Robert gets his diagnosis of cancer and so lots of more lots more work gets put on Daniel's shoulders and he can't really cope with it. Um, he also starts to wants to write a story about Billy because he finds out about his criminal history and he's like, oh, Billy, can I do a story about the fact you used to be a crimbo? And Billy's like, no, you can't. This is when... Billy eventually discovers from Todd that the car crash he was in killed Susan Barlow, who's oh, yeah, Adam's mother. Yeah, yeah, so that yeah. kicks all of that off. But he ends up not writing anything about him, I don't think. In December, nearly at the end of 2017, and what, my yeah. and my um 
for my part of this. Um, Daniel is waiting on Chesney and Sinead's table when Chesney gives Sinead an engagement ring. Then Chesney goes away and tells everybody that Daniel gave him food poisoning with rotten lamb. And then people start cancelling like Christmas parties and etc, etc. This is when Daniel confronts Chesney and pins him against the wall and they have a fight. And then Chesney hits himself on the head with a brick. Just as Sinead walks around the corner and sees Chesney on the floor covered in blood and Daniel standing there going, oh my God. And Sinead says, what happened? And Daniel said, he hit himself with a brick. And Sinead's like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Um, And everybody, apart from Ken, I think, believes Chesney's story that he hit him in the head with a brick. Tracy thinks this is hilarious and Chesney is a genius, but this makes Daniel decide to up his game in, in the Chesney versus Daniel saga yes finally the last thing that happens in 2017 is that adam he rescues him after he discovers him in the flat after taking painkillers and whiskey blimey well done rob mallard well done Gemma. that yeah well done Gemma, for writing it all down that was that was interesting stuff uh the rest yeah. of it's gonna sorry, sound sorry very... that was really involved but i really 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 i think it's because i enjoyed the ken storyline so much i had to put as much detail as i could that that those scenes in the flat with Denise, Daniel and Ken were some of the best. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> well, 2018 onwards, this is what, yeah, this is what I wrote this evening. And this is a abridged version, shall we say, compared to what Gemma's done. So it started off the year with Daniel still having his, um, his rivalry with Chesney. And um, he ends up taking revenge on Ches by making him cause a scene at Chesney's stag do because Daniel made Chesney think that a video that was going to be shown during the stag do was CCTV footage of him hitting himself with the brick. <laughs> yeah. So Chesney rushes in and is like, no, don't play that. Knocks Beth to the ground um, when it was actually not even going to be that at all. What was it a video of? I it can't, I can't remember. It was just a, like, like Sinead when she was little yeah. or something like that. I can't remember. So Chesney's left with egg on his face there and he eventually ends up jilting Sinead because he realises that she's still got feelings for Daniel and I could... You know, I couldn't live up to them and everything. So so ends Chesney and Sinead. Um, Daniel does get back with Sinead, but not before having a little fling with Carla. Remember what we were saying earlier about him being into mm. the older woman? That yeah. was weird. That was not long after Carla came back in early 2018, was it? I yeah, know. and it was weird because they were like, they're weirdly related in a way, aren't they? Because Peter, kind of. Carla and She's Peter... She's been a Barlow at one point. Yeah, exactly. And I think also I read something that KH was like, listen, I've got an idea for what Daniel, who's Daniel's going to be romantically interested in. Now, don't get weird about it. Just go with it, okay? And it was this story. Yeah, because that, 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 that was a, um, like a Christmas when a load of spoilers came out about, you know, teasers for 2018. You'll never <laughs> guess who Daniel's next romantic conquest is. And it, it felt at the time when we saw those rumours that this was going to be something bigger than it actually was. Yeah. But really, it was a total flash in the pan, wasn't yeah. it? And it was just a, 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 a way to get... Daniel and Sinead together because Carla realises that he's still into this is that he's not into me um, and plays a bit of Cupid so before long Daniel and Sinead are back being a couple again she moves in with them he also has Flora um, move into the flat with them for a little bit as well yeah that's right um, and, and this this was when she had her 1950s birthday party that one time and um, so they all kind of get caught up in the romance of it all really and Flora gives Daniel one of her rings to propose to Sinead with so 
Sinead Capps, and they are now engaged. So um, they get fake married in the end of 2018 at a service in Victoria Gardens, this uh, pagan wedding officiated by Kirk, which which was very sweet and romantic and everything, but they they kind of... Did they make it clear that it wasn't real, it wasn't official? I, I can't really remember. I mean, it's one of these things that if you're the couple... As long as you think it's real and you consider yourself mar- married, then that's all that matters, really. But I'm glad that they eventually, you know, the following year, decided let's make this properly official. And it was it, sort of like Rana and Zidane's wedding in that. It yeah, yeah, recognized. yeah, you're right, wasn't it? Yeah, not officially recognised. Which I still think is wrong myself. I think on, I think any if you if it's an organised religion. Yeah, that's been should. around for hundreds and hundreds of years. Yeah. It should be legally recognised by the state, but we won't get into that now. Well, this pagan wedding, you know, that's well, been I mean, thousands for quite of a while years. as well. But it's not very organised, though, the pagans. Not, not quite, no. Anyway, so they're now kind <laughs> of married. They think they're married anyway. Um, but it was a bit of a tragic day because on the, she she didn't know about it. He he set this up as a, as a surprise wedding. And um, unbeknownst to him... On the morning of the ceremony, she's at the hospital having found a cervix, uh, a lump, sorry. You've got a cervix. You've got a cervix. Oh, my God. Make good use of it. (laughs) Um, No, a lump is found on her cervix. So she then, she gets off the tram, sort of all, you know, ahead, who knows where, we've been told this news, walks straight into into this wedding. So anyway, she goes through with it. When Um, does she find out she's pregnant? I don't know. At some point hmm. earlier that year, I didn't write that down. I told you this is a, a whistle-stop tour. <laughs> You're going to have to do this again. I think it was, like, August, maybe, she finds out she's pregnant. Um, because the, the fact that, that she that's was when pregnant she starts bleeding. was a very important part yeah. in, in, involved in why she ends up doing what she does. Yeah, I think I think she ends up... We, there are a few scenes of her on the bench in, in the gardens with Beth saying, oh, I've started bleeding, I think I might be losing the baby or something, oh, but gosh. this is what gets her to get yeah. checked out. Oh. So anyway, also at the end of the year, Daniel gets offered a place on a master's course, but he didn't really know whether to do it or not because of Sinead's pregnancy. Um, I think, yeah, and he does do it in the end, doesn't he? Because the following year, um, when Sinead has baby Bertie, he has to juggle this master's course. And I don't think he ever actually finishes da- it, does he? I, I don't, he really I can't doesn't... remember in the end. It doesn't, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter because what's he going to do with it? <laughs> Um, Michael, it's the love of learning. Yeah, but very true, very true. Um, he finds out towards the end of 2018 that Sinead has not been having her chemotherapy because she's worried that it's going to harm the baby. Yeah. Um, and then in early 2019, that's when she get, has to get induced six months, no, not six months early, after six months. <laughs> six months early? Yeah. So after six months because of her worsening condition and it's like, we need to get this baby out of you and get you right get up you to the radiotherapy department. Yeah. Yeah, so um, exactly. she she has the baby. Um, this also um, this is also the time when Daniel um, reconciles reconciles with Ken because after the whole pushing down the stairs incident, Ken was um, somewhat a little bit a bit cold, yeah, towards Daniel. But um, Daniel comes in and, and Ken's a lovely dad to him, and I think this is the time as well when Daniel starts asking him what was it like when Val died, and Ken's like, no, you mustn't think like that. So they have a they have a bit of a bonding. Um, little does Daniel know that, you know, year later later that year, he's going to go through something very, very similar when Sinead dies. Spoiler. Not really, because Val just got electrocuted. They're, they're, they're still, he's still left a widower with yeah. child, much like Ken was. Yeah. 
Um, anyway, yeah, he he's, he struggles with his MA. He gets Brian to help him out with an essay one time. I think it's he funny just gets to Brian, Brian how... to check it and then Brian ends up rewriting a bit of it and that's the bit that the, his course tutor liked. Well, no, no, no. It's funny to me that Daniel's struggling with looking after a kid, looking after a sick wife and doing his MA and he doesn't think to ask people to help him with the first two things while he does the, la- the last thing. Instead, he decides to get somebody to help him do his MA, which you which technically can't do. Yeah, I think Brian spills some, some stuff over the laptop, doesn't he? Oh, Runs around yeah, like an idiot. Is it stored of. on the cloud or something? And then he, yeah, rewrites it, yeah. Mm. Anyway, Sinead ends up making good progress medically. And, you know, by summer, she thinks that everything's hunky-dory. She's better. She can concentrate on this new beard oil business. More, Even more, Daniel doesn't really like the idea that she's he focusing on He doesn't even have a that. beard. What? He doesn't even have a beard. It did, well, I can't remember when his beard started sprouting. Well, do he doesn't you? have one anymore. Doesn't he? Yeah, he has. He's oh, got, does he? He's got <laughs> I a can't see his beard. face. You know he what? totally has. You know how... you've been watching clips of 2017, Daniel. You know how... No, I f- sometimes you find... What I find, personally, beards and glasses. Once I get to know somebody pretty well, I, I become face blind to whether they have glasses or a beard or not. And also, but I always know when someone's had a haircut, which is weird. <laughs> right, so um, he ends up saying, look, we, we need to get married properly. We need to make this all official. So they, they go through all of that to, to have a proper ceremony. But lightning strikes twice. Um, and I don't think that's what happened. I thought it was in can- a bad way. In can- she gets cancer again. Yes, she does. Mm. On the day that she's getting married. Well, she discovers, or Beth finds, Beth a, finds lump. a lump on her neck. Oh, horrible. Yeah, and she you has to go through... You can't even chop that off. No. She has to go through the wedding knowing that... Ugh. And I, I can't even remember at the time whether she Tell told Daniel on the wedding photos, day. They had good photos, didn't they? They did have beautiful yeah. photos. Um, he, they, I think it's like the next day they go to the doctors and, and they find out pretty soon that it's nothing they can do. It's come back. It's spread all over uh, her body. Months to live. And and uh, she ends up popping her clogs sort of October, November time, I think. Um, after realising that Daniel is already mooning after Bethany, the, the next most eligible blonde on the street, she kind of accepts it and is happy that he's going to... move on on and not be wallowing in it (laughs) little does she know yeah exactly um so he he and he doesn't even no he does go to a funeral doesn't he He almost doesn't go to sinead's funeral because he goes off and wallows in it up a hill somewhere he goes off with a pushchair up a hill yeah anyway he comes back in time i think does peter come and rescue him or something what are you doing so 2020 earlier this year we are nearly at the end of this i can't believe that this character has been in only for a few years and we're an hour in so um, that there was an interesting story at the beginning of this year where he didn't want um, Bertie to be inoculated, did he? And it was a bit of a um, anti-vaxxer sort of story, even though he says I'm not an anti-vaxxer. He just gets I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I just, he just don't gets want vaccinations for he, my son he, because he's been left holding the baby and he doesn't like to see Bertie distressed in any way. And when when Gaddas is coming at him with a needle and Bertie starts crying his head off, he's like, "No, I must protect my baby." But this inadvertently caused Maria to catch chickenpox. And then have a miscarriage. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd forgotten about that before I um 
before I researched mm. this earlier. Anyway, but when you when you read these things, and you're like, God, I forgot about that even happened. And it's like this is really dr- this is really dramatic. How could you forget? But you, so yeah, much dra- happens. So much sometimes though, dramatic things happen, and they're dramatic for that one cliffhanger, yeah. or maybe that one week or filming block if you're lucky. And it's like, oh yeah, never, Maria, never think Maria about was at it death again. door and lost a baby through jig and pox. Who cares? I know, but then, get but then, when Gary. you get somebody, when you get a story like Daniel mourning Sinead for months and months and months, you're like, yawn, move on, Daniel. You've got to get the balance exactly <laughs> right, otherwise we're going to criticise. He ends up getting closer to Bethany again. He he, he kind of starts thinking that she's being possessed by Sinead. She puts on Sinead's um, dressing gown and he sees Sinead. He hears Sinead's voice. He hears voice. Sinead's voice. Yeah. Um, she and he also supports her in getting a job for Victims Monthly magazine in London. It wasn't really cool, but really I made that a up. Magazine. Um, he gets drunk, proposes to Bethany, calling her Sinead. Sinead, will you marry me? And she thinks, right, this is too weird. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to let wrong. somebody else be his next weird girlfriend. I'll let somebody else deal with. I'm off to out. London to never have anything to do with this program ever again. <laughs> yeah, bye, suckers. Daniel realises at this point that maybe he's not quite over the death of his beloved Sinead, so he goes up north of the border to Scotland. Beth to, goes um, with him. A, 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 a grief course in a castle, and um, really it should have been advertised as one of these. If you're not over the death of your beloved, yeah. then you get your money back, because yeah. um, it doesn't, like doesn't really work, does it? Guaranteed pass your driving test course. Yeah, yeah. Um, he comes back and he is clearly not over Sinead, because... Um, I mean, it, it, within months, he's get he's involved with this uh, this sex worker, Nikki, who he meets at a lawyer's um, do, wasn't it? Yeah. Now she... he's working with for Adam as his dog's body. So Adam's yeah. like, let's go to a party, and so he goes to this party, meets Nikki, who's on on the prowl for a, a new client. Yeah, he thinks that he's just wooing some you know random. And girl she's like, yeah, there. let's go together. Let's go off together. That's fifty quid, please. Fifty. No, wasn't it to start off with? Oh, maybe. Like, oh, that's how they get you. Maybe it's like a special introductory offer. Like when you get one of those hundred part works and you and it's like hundred hundred episode issues of this magazine and at the end of it you build a statue of Sinead and you start off with a blonde wig in issue one and it's only fifty quid, but yeah. pretty soon you're paying two hundred and fifty pound a pop and all yeah. you're getting that out of it is I don't know. Monkey cardigan. <laughs> um anyway, he this was weird. It, it, it is, is weird. Basically, this story just is weird, isn't it? He really gets Sinead to, to do with he gets Nikki to dress up as Sinead and listen to him blabber on about his dead wife. And his kid. And his kid, yeah. He gets too attached and wants to be friends with her. And she's, she's like, like, no. No, I'm not like that. Stop. Why don't you talk to my other friend? Yeah, my, my friend Cherry. He's like, and he's I'm like, bored. no, no, no. He ends up phoning her multiple times a day, makes a scene in the bistro when he sees her with a client, but... Eventually, um, his persistence works and he gets a free shag just the other week. It's not free if you've already given her about four grand. I wonder, I'd like to know how much he's paid for her already. And at, at the moment... She's got a cheek to say she's got money issues. Oh, she's such a bloody... I, I'm sorry, but I really... I totally don't like Nikki. I don't understand Coronation Street. If they're trying to make her sympathise with her and she's a genuine person, you're going to need to ex- sit down and explain to me what her bloody expenses are that she needs to, to scam people and get £250 per session in one day with multiple people. I know. I mean, she, she's is, she, in is she declaring this all to the HMRC? She's she paying 20, was it, how much percentage of this in taxes? I don't, I don't think she is. Don't she's know. a bloody big lawyer. Yeah. And I'll tell you another thing, those clothes that she's wearing ain't expensive. I, 
I'm softening her to, to her somewhat. I, no. I, I, don't, I can't say I really, really I love her at the like moment. Her, but I can I see, her now. I can see that there could be a time in the future when I would like her. She's no. going through that awkward transition phase that many a Coronation Street character has, has done before. My but prediction I don't, is... I don't really want Daniel to end up with her. No, I don't either. My prediction is, in she, if she's still in the show in five years' time, which I really doubt, we'll say, God, do you remember when Nikki was a prostitute? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's no way it just anyway, we're not talking about Nikki. Very problematic character. This brings us up to date with Daniel, and that is everything he's done. I can't believe we've been talking about him for so long. I can. Um really fascinating character and certainly one of the best new additions to the show in the past ten years since we've been doing the podcast, isn't he? Absolutely. Absolutely iconic. Brilliant piece of casting. Yeah. Whether whether you want to see him as the new Ken or not, and he, and he has said that um, he but Rob Mallard he's had multiple interviews about this because this is all anyone ever asked him about. He's like he he said in one of them, oh, he's a completely different entity to his dad, which I'm glad about. If I'd come dressed in like him, like what, him like and saying Kenisms, it wouldn't have worked. It was good to have a template to build on, though. He's also talked about watching a load of the early Ken scenes from the sixties, so he's picked up certain mannerisms and an aloofness is from him the thing about it though is that he is very much like ken but ken who was born in 1995 Mm. because ken of the 60s was very much a product of his time because he was like a rebellious student who was into lefty politics and clashed with his with his conservative parents who wanted to sort of make him retain his working class roots and he had like lots of aspirations of being mobile upwardly mobile and everything and Daniel doesn't really have there's there's not really a sense I don't think maybe correct me if I'm wrong that the generation that Daniel was from is not fighting so much against what their parents stand for or trying to better themselves I think now children are more trying to maintain the same kind of lifestyle that their parents had or or at least get somewhere near it. it's not like, when yeah. we were younger it was always like oh you you know you lots of my friends were the first ones to go to university for example yeah and um you were all you all kind of had great hopes for the future but sadly i think nowadays children kind of have to accept that they might not ever attain the same kind of comfort and wealth that their parents enjoy mm. So I think that Daniel is very much of his time in that he's kind of just content with getting through. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, I do think that they are both the same in that they are products of their time. But that that makes them different from one another. Yeah, I do think that if Corey is playing its cards right, however close or, or different <sighs> from Ken they want to make him, I think that they need to make him as important to the show as Ken is, they yeah, need but to don't keep forget hold of him. that Ken was never supposed to be the 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 character of Coronation Street. No, no, you you're right. And watching when we, the old episodes, there's a real danger of looking back on Coronation Street and and kind of overemphasizing Ken's importance to the show. Although he was an important character, always an important character. There is by no means was it guaranteed that Ken Barlow. It wasn't would the be, Ken Barlow show. No. no. He was just one of an ensemble cast who gradually got whittled down to the point at which he was the only one, along with Emily, mm. left from the original cast members. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but, but what it a legacy kind of an he has in Daniel. Uh, but, but, you know, because of William Rich's performance and because of Ken, the character, it's a very enduring yeah. personality. Daniel is definitely my favourite of the Barlow 
offspring at the moment. I, d- I, I like Peter. Oh, yeah. By far, he's more interesting than all of them. Yeah. I, 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 but what is what do we need to have happen to him to make us like Daniel. him more? Daniel. Stop sniffing after harlots. <laughs> I just... Uh, the reason, the reason why he was so interesting, even though I was, what I was, I was reading through the the profiles and and the stories, and as soon as she, I was surprised how early Sinead turned up in his story, because in my mind, Sinead kind of ruined his character because once they focused more on his relationship with Sinead, I was not interested anymore. But in the initial year, in the initial months of their relationship, it wasn't about Sinead and Daniel. It was about how that relationship kind of brought him into conflict with his dad and what he wanted for his own future. And it was a lot more complicated than just, you know, are they having an argument with each other? Mm. And at the moment, he's just going... I just don't find it interesting and I really don't get what they're doing with Nikki. I hope and that... what am I supposed to think about Nikki? Am I supposed to, like, say, oh, look, I can see straight through her. She's a big lying chancer who obviously spends all her money on designer handbags and pretends that she's doing it for her kid. I hope that we we get to see more conflict between Daniel and Ken. Uh, the, the Daniel and Ken relationship is really, really precious to Coronation Street. And I know we've not been able to have Ken involved in this story, but we now William Roach is back filming again, I think. I'm guessing that it's not going to be too long before we see him and he finds out about Nikki. But yeah, more, more Daniel and Ken. It wasn't I also, that, I, I, it was I also don't... him and Adam. Yeah, I, I just don't... I, I, I know we're not going to be able to get rid of it for a while, but... I. I want Daniel to still be, you know, damaged goods, but also not be just moping and grieving and being all a, a hopeless romantic, like, you know, the the poets that he loves he so much. He is very much in danger of just turning into a boring, bog-standard character because the the reason he was so compelling at the beginning was there was also this mystery of what he'd done with, with Denise mm. and, and his unhinged nature. Um... I'd like the him to more get... the more well adjusted he becomes. Unfortunately, the more uninteresting he will be. I want him to get more back involved in a story when he's you know on the case when he's you know when he's not on the back foot. When yeah, he, he was really a so, good. So he doing was really something that we can champion was, him for. Yeah, when he was up against Chesney, that was good. When he was up against Feeling, that yeah, was good. but that was very very brief. That lasted no more than perhaps a couple of months, mm. and he never really developed into any kind of adversary for for him now he he has the potential say ray for example becomes a more important villain on, on the show which it looks like he certainly will be he has really has months. the potential to take him on in a bit more of a um, substantial way because he's the one that sort of challenged him at the beginning mm, i want to be going yeah go on daniel yeah, rather than daniel what are you doing mate yeah daniel stop it now you weirdo yeah you might as well just get some some um yellow wool and stick it on a wooden spoon with a little face on it the th- and it'd be so much cheaper the problem is when when coronation street realizes they've got a very very strong acting talent they've got something special they do just tr- throw tragedy after tragedy yeah, at them that's don't what's they? happened to carla and, and grief and Carla's misery because they know that they can play that yeah. but we i want to see more than just that where's fun daniel where's angry daniel where's Where's snobbish Daniel rubbing people up the wrong way and looking down his nose at them? Yeah. I, I want to see all that. Well, um, he won the Best Newcomer at the 2017 British Soap Awards, Best Performance in a Continuing Drama 
at the RTS Northwest Awards in 2019 and nothing... Well, the, the Daniel and Sinead chemo, um, not our cancer story as well, has also won various yeah, awards yeah, yeah. in the past year. Yeah. So, yeah, he's... Uh... I'm not, not going to give him an award at all for any of his shenanigans. No, but are we awarding Daniel, not awarding Daniel, not awarding Rob? Because I, th- I don't... Because I still Rob's think Rob's doing that okay, but what, I'm just not whatever he's interested. given, he can do really yeah, well. Can, yeah. I, he, it's just this story is just. But like, how much it's, can it's, you? It care? feels a bit icky. But then, yeah. in, in a, at the beginning, it was interesting when when we found out what he was getting up to with Nikki and her dressing up in Sinead's card. Yeah, was that like, was like, oh, oh that's weird. Weird, what this is, is going Norman on here? Bates-ish. This is fascinating. This is like Norman Bates with a twist because you're getting someone else to dress up as your dead wife, not mother. Yeah, but. Yeah, you're right. It's it's just <sighs> Nikki just needs to go. This is just too weird. I I kind leave. of hope that she that she will and Daniel will no learn something from, from this. Yeah, don't I, be weird. In a way, I want Nikki to stay because I don't want him to just keep chasing after blonde after blonde after blonde. In another way, I want her to to leave, but leaving Daniel in a less fragile position and what? So the you know, ready the, the to get on with the rest of his sex life. Worker teaches you a lesson about yourself. Yeah. And then flies off in the distance like um, a sexy fairy godmother. Yeah, to go and run her aunt's B&B in uh, and St Anne's. If she Perfect. wants to go and run a goddamn B&B in Lytham St Anne's or wherever, she can just go and do it. There is literally nothing stopping her. If she's earning 250 even if it's just one a day, she can earn £250 a day. What the hell kind of flat is she trying to get? And why can't she just stay in the air b- in think, the B and B? I Explain think we may well be me. having this rant in the in the main yeah, podcast this week. It's Thursday night that we're recording yeah. this at the moment. Tomorrow we're going to be recording the main one, and I'm yeah. sure that your thoughts. opinions on Nikki will be forthcoming, shall we say? <laughs> anyway, free flowing like an bottomless brunch. I think that's about it for Daniel for now. Yeah. I do feel that at some point in the future we're going to be revisiting him and kick saying, him up the arse and give him something different. Seeing whether he was kicked up the arse a little bit. Yeah, making him smile a little bit. Because he was so fantastic. 2017, one of the best years in Coronation Street and he was, with that story. He and Phelan oh, were the poster boys of 2017 Coronation fabulous. Street. Yeah, and um, yeah, just I just want him to stay in the program. I don't want him. I want him to, you know, take on Jack P. Shepherd's yeah. mantra of "Well, if they keep writing good stuff for me, then I'm going to stay in it." Oh yeah, rivals. Yeah, I mean, he, he's already dipped his toe in the uh, in the short film world, hasn't he? Because he was uh, he was Zach in the in the chapter two Zach film that came yeah. out earlier this Maybe year. Maybe they get a taste he, of doing. He, he was great in that, wasn't he? He, he had a uh, yeah, he, he was had evil, that, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, I don't want to give too many spoilers oh, yeah. away, but no, there's, he, was, there's he a, wasn't evil. It was just. No, so I think we can say that. He, uh, uh, yeah, he was like Gendo in Evangelion. I've written there that he was Zach, but he wasn't Zach, was he? No, um, he was Ryan the, Prescott was Zach. Yeah. He was. Oh god, was I can't the remember what the character. Dude. Yeah, yeah. There was a very, there's a very cool reveal in that film with um, with his appearance. And you say. were on, you were on a quiz team with him, weren't you? I have, I have been Not, on a quiz team with Rob Mallard. With Rob Mallard. A couple of years ago. Was he good? He was did pretty he know good. The he did. He 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 he. Yeah. Did he compliment you? I think he did answered he more questions than I did. <gasps> Really? On, on, not on the Corrie stuff, of course. Oh. Oh. But uh, I don't he, know. he does know lots of stuff, he knows does Rob Mallet. He seems like he's a wise old soul. So oh, nice. Perfect for playing the role of him. Yes, yeah, he. Right. Uh, I, I, had a, I, had a, I had a brief chat with him, but not very much. Great. What a great addition to this Same profile. To um, that's the end of this now. I enjoyed that. It was so nice going back over. I really enjoyed talking Daniel's about Daniel. History, but it, it is with a tinge of sadness because he's not, not quite. 
It's the character that's not living up to potential. And so, sometimes on Coronation Street, when you go off a character, it's because the actor goes off the boil, it seems. Or the, you, you know it's what I mean? Or they, or they change... often that they don't know what to do with the character. Yeah. And at least they're doing stuff with Daniel, which is more you can say than some of the other characters who I really, really like. But just, they're not doing, the, in my opinion, the right thing. I don't know what they think they're but doing. if they were to give him something great, then yeah. I know yeah, he that he would rise to the occasion. Yeah. So we, we just need, yeah. He always has a lot of nervous energy, doesn't he? Well, yeah, he does. Really, and he harnesses it in such a kind of powerful way. Well, he's got, I can't remember what, what it is that, um, that Rob Mullen's got, but he's got those uh, tremors, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he it is, he it. uses that for his performance. Yeah. And um, turns in brilliant. some really amazing, some so, such classic scenes. If you haven't seen, I don't know if it's on YouTube, but I oh, suppose sure it, is. it is. All that stuff with him and and Denise. Oh, mm. oh, and the bit where Ken's digging up the rose bush and he finds. Oh my I god! All I just remember the bit where we we find out that it was him that pushed Ken, and he's got the he's got the books. And he did, you know, from underneath the, the floorboards. Yeah. So, so good. Anyway, we're, we're repeating ourselves. So I think that with that, we'll call it a day yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and end this bonus episode of the podcast. What do you think about Daniel? What do you think about him now? Yeah, do you, do you similarly do you... feeling that the character's gone off the ball? Do, do you, you think he can be recovered? Yeah. What would you... I, I don't know what I'd like to no, happen to no, him. It's but all I'd, very well say, to something, complain. Something triumphant, something where he can... Like, taking down Ray, for example, is a, an immediate... Threat I would, really would be think great. that would be a very interesting and fun story to watch because because Ray is is a very capable villain I think and he would pull no punches in trying to put Daniel in his place and it could be really really interesting. Mm. I I just don't want him to be a hopeless grieving romantic for the rest of his life. I wanted to see him. He wanted to see him have fun. I wanted to see him have friends and um... <coughs> fun and friends. Yes, please. And I, I, I can't be any more specific than that because I haven't really given it much thought. But it's not do, our do, job but do it, Coronation Street, please. <laughs> right, that's please. it. That's it then. That's it. Thank you for listening, everybody. Get in touch to, with us at conversationstreet at gmail.com or tweeting us or Facebooking us or whatever. Tell us what do you think about Daniel? Do you think he's just as great as we do? And uh, if you have got any wants for Daniel in the future, what are they? Tell us. Yeah. Tell Coronation Street if they're any good. Yeah. If you tell us, we'll tell Coronation Street if we like them. How's that? <laughs> And they won't pay any attention to us because we right. we're don't going. have any. We're going to have our dinner now. Yeah. So thank you for listening, everybody. And the music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com. Mm-hmm.